Welcome back to this week's episode of Talks with Slick. Of course, with me, your host, Slick C. What it do, Ski? Okay? My peoples are not in the building today. Um, fam had to work. But, as always, Mother and Bae is here. Of course. Um, but before we get the show started, I'm going to let my lovely guest introduce himself. Okay? To my left, we have... Jamal G. Jamal G. Yeah. You uh, want to... Yeah, go ahead. I'm you know, you're telling what oh, you do. Yeah. <laughs> Independent hip hop recording artist. Um, yeah, that's really all I do. I just chilling outside of that. Bet, bet, bet. You want to introduce yourself? Uh, Come on. Say hi to the folks. Akio hey, Namaz. Akio, man, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Namaz is my middle name, but uh, my name is Akio Evans. People call me Keys. Filmmaker, teacher, designer. Jack of all trades, but you know I'm a lifelong learner. So there's way more than what I do. Just say all love him. He do uh, all love him. Okay, indeed. so if you need something, hit him up. Indeed. Um, but today we are talking about financial stability versus morals and values. Okay, so keep up with me, folks, because I'm here to learn you guys something today. This episode is really geared toward the women and i feel like it's because we're taught at a young age the wrong shit uh this could be something that could actually i would consider be a generational curse you know something that has been told from our mothers from their mothers from their mothers and all the way back and that's how we pretty much got into this whole mind frame so I want to start by saying that I feel like a lot of women confuse the word provider for only meaning financially. Um, I feel like we've been taught to make sure we settle down and marry with a man who can pay the bills. That's pretty much it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, He doesn't really have to do too much besides pay the bills. And I feel like a lot of men think that that's all they need to do in a relationship in order to, I guess, keep it going or sustain it. You know what I'm saying? Um, A lot of women are actually miserable as shit in a house with no bills due. Because... (laughs) Even though her man is financially stable, he's not doing the things that he needs to do to fully make his woman feel like his woman. So that's where the morals and the stability come in, into play. And I feel like a lot of women aren't chasing those things. Men who are financially stable, not all of them, but a lot of them tend to slide past their morals and values, they tend to throw those things to the side because they can just go ahead and pay. You know what I'm saying? That's how celebrities end up in hotel rooms trashing that shit because instead of acting like he got sense, like he know better, he just gonna pay for the damages. (laughs) But I feel like a man with morals and values always has the potential to become financially stable. And that's where women, us being a man's backbone and things like that come into play. We can push men to do amazing things. Behind every great man is a great woman. So if you have a man that has morals and values over being financially stable, I feel like there's a way that y'all as a team can get to that point of being financially stable. And then he'll still have what was embedded in him this entire time, which are his morals and values. What you guys I don't think? know. I don't know about that one. Talk to me. I don't know. I'm gonna tell you the truth because if I, I've never like for for me, I I didn't get I wasn't getting money early. 
You know what I'm saying? So I wasn't getting a whole bunch of money early. Okay. But when I started to get to a certain a certain amount, it was like certain things I didn't I didn't care for. It was certain things I wouldn't even allow. You know what I'm saying? You know, certain things women would talk to you a certain way when they know they had buying power over you. You know what I'm saying? Saying like, Oh, nigga, you make three hundred I used to work told you working at Hopkins making three hundred thirty six dollars a week. So anytime I I'm making that and I'm thinking like, Well, I can't you know, I can't come through like that. It was like a a Louis Vuitton never full bag a girl that I was dealing with. She wanted, and I was I got upset because I couldn't get it. You feel me? But I made it seem like it was her fault for asking. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, but when I started getting money, it was certain things that I didn't even want her to talk to me about. Don't talk to me about what time I'm coming in. Don't talk to me about uh, nothing. Don't talk to me about nothing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I recognized that was wrong. You feel me? But. That's just what it is. Like, even I had morals and values and stuff like that because you come from humble beginnings, like all of us do for the most part. But when I got some money, I, I started acting crazy. Like, but know? see, I feel like you kind of just proved my point. <clears throat> the reason being is because if a woman asks you for something and you know that you can't afford it, but you make it seem like it's her her fault right mm-hmm. there, you didn't already threw your morals and values out the window. That's a, that's so a you ain't had them to begin with. Okay. <laughs> that's why when you got some bread, it was easy yeah. for you to act the damn donkey. Yeah, but because was, you already wasn't thinking yeah, with your morals and values. I guess so. But in my mind, I was thinking like, why aren't you understanding my financial situation? Right? You're not understanding that, yo. The the, the never full bag cost twelve hundred. I priced it. You know what I'm saying? I, you think do, 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 I don't even wear this type of shit. Do so three hundred and thirty dollars. <laughs> do three hundred and thirty dollars. I make that a week. So that. Uh, no, I, divided into twelve hundred. How much that is? It's like four paychecks. Yeah. Right. Man, it's no I way. Like I wasn't this. coming out with no that. Way. I look at it like this: in the position where the woman was at that time, and you were, were were both of y'all finances the same? Because at the end of the day, I was in the same predicament. Right. Mm-hmm. I was in a relationship for about seven years, and you would think that with the humble beginnings lead to big winnings. You would think that people would have a different mindset of like, okay, if I know you working. When you're getting paid like three fifty, or let alone a job that's paying you two hundred something every two weeks, right? I would think that it's us as a team. You said team before. Mm-hmm. Us as a team, we, we we know we can't afford this. So why is your what mentality does she have to tell you to get that bag? And if she knows that that's gonna keep you in chains, because a man likes to feel like they can provide. Yeah, right, right. right. So here it is. I'm gonna just talk about my situation. My situation, you know, uh, similar. Uh, Shorty wanted the Louis Vuitton bag, you know, what yeah, I mean? yeah. like eight, eight or nine hundred dollars, right? And, uh, and and granted, like I feel like it, it was it was unfair because here I am. I mean, being in a relationship for that long, I started to listen to stuff that can kind of like you know, even though I wasn't married, but I was. I'm, I, when you're in a relationship, you're practicing that because that's the end game, right? You know, that's the black and white checkable yeah. flesh. Mm-hmm. So it is okay. I'm washing dishes. I'm I'm, I'm doing the things that I, you know. Because look, that's what I'm washing when you, when you, dishes. Because you, you, no, but, but at the, the end of the day, no. Nah, well, hey, if that's what it takes. <laughs> no, no, no. But listen, listen, and you know your role. But society, as you said in the beginning, we 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 put these things on males and females and what roles you need to be played. But here it is, if I'm if I'm in financially stable, I am taking care of the bills, the woman is still unhappy because here it is, she's still in here with four or five different kids and she's stressing about how, okay, when I'm not living my life because I'm being told that I'm supposed to be doing X, Y, Z as a woman and here it is, you still out here doing what you needed to do and you're looking for my cut to be full. When I come in, I work the same eight hours as you did and here it is, you want me to cook but you ain't even willing to wake me up. You ain't willing to right. make me a peanut butter, a jelly sandwich, or something. I'm just making something. You gotta be equal. When yeah. you said equal. the man is paying all the bills, but she's still, but you said she's she. We feel like um, I want to misquote you, but I think you said something to the point where it's like since we pay all the bills, we feel like look, I don't want to hear nothing. The bills is paid. Yeah. So basically, she's not. She's still unhappy. Yeah. I get that, right? But. Listen, I'm not. I was about to okay. say the bills. It's the contained. bills just being paid is it's, one portion. Yeah, but is that a requirement though? Like, cause I I, well, I run into some people. No, okay, it's cause... not a requirement for a man to pay all the bills. Okay, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely not one of those women that feel like this is what you do and this mm-hmm. is what I do. Right. Like, I'm mm-hmm. all for meeting halfway. We can go half. You nice. can pay this and I'll pay that. You mm-hmm. know, I'm cool with all of that. I'm whatever works for the team. Right. You know right, what I'm right. saying? If you paying all the bills is gonna drain you. 
that's not good for the team. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? Because no. you can be mad as hell at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I've got some money, like, you want to go out? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Right, but right. you stressed out because you can't do it because, like you said, a man wants to provide. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely, I'm not that type of woman. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like a lot of men who are those type of men feel like that's all they have to do. And it's a lot of women, like I said, who have been taught that young at a young age that they feel like that's all they want Mm -hmm. until that's all they have. And they, it was a meme going around saying like, um, they rather cry in Dubai than in somebody's mother's basement or something like that. You feel me? Like women are, a lot of women are absolutely satisfied with being miserable as long as they can get flued out. Yeah, be fine. Yeah, <laughs> you I'm know sure. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, you sacrifice and I feel it, like, like, And I feel like that is just as backwards. Indeed. Like you said, when you said you need a balance, mm-hmm. in my mind, I feel like you need a balance of both mm-hmm. in order to make everything come full circle. Mm-hmm. You need financial stability or at least a means of being comfortable. Indeed. And you need to have your morals and values also in order to make the situation really be what it should be. Because here, it, it, but, but I'm going to say this because I wanted to touch bases on because you touch bases fully and I like how you are able to tell your stories. But I, me, I be long with it, right? So I don't want to get on top. <laughs> I don't want to get on top. But what I'm saying is that it's all about the mindset as well. Mm-hmm. Because here it is, you want a Louis Vuitton bag to go to New York, right? We get to New York. Specifics. We go to New York and you just, and, and, and we can't even afford a cab, but you got this $800 Louis Vuitton bag. Mm-hmm. Man, if she watching this, boy, go <laughs> crazy. You got this $800 Louis Vuitton bag. You know what I mean? Man, so my thing is this, it's all about the, the and, and then you have to know your partner. Mm-hmm. And then you have to communicate, because some of those instances won't even happen if the communication is open. And you can't be arrogant. You can't be like, look, I ain't doing this. That's how things fizzle out and don't the, the solution don't become resolved because mm-hmm. us as men we do have pride I, the pride had came about when he yeah. was like yo look <laughs> I'm doing this why is yeah. this what you want but yeah, no my ego won't even allow See, certain things ego man <laughs> ego niggas and their ego man it's the truth I mean niggas and their pride for sure, you for sure. You if, you want, if you gotta move on I don't let you do that. no it's okay we can, you can talk about the man pride cause, no, um... cause I, I just I just be thinking <laughs> like this man like for like for example I had a <laughs> It was a situation where, I don't know. First off, I did want to say this just to stick to the topic. Okay. I don't know if any of us, I want, well, it's more of a question. One time I was presented with a deal, right? The deal was beneficial for more so access and resources. And it, had, it was really no real money attached to it. It was just for access and resources. But it was a, a deal that was based in Virginia from an independent, uh, independent uh, <coughs> label in Virginia. And it wasn't just going to be beneficial for my situation because I was coming back to Baltimore. I had a show in Virginia, and that's when it was idea presented to me we start paperwork whatever whatever and i was like no nah, this ain't gonna work mm-hmm. my question to y'all is have y'all ever been presented with a big enough offer to where you where as though you you like i might have to compromise my morals because i feel like you know when situations like this like when you was like yeah at least you'll be crying in a rape because that was a meat line you'll be crying mm-hmm. in a rape if, if if i got in if she probably thought about it like man if i got to endure with him get you know cheating a little bit at least I got me a Rafe out the deal. At least I got me a couple bags out the deal. Or I secured me a couple uh, houses out the deal. See, but the reason why... I'm sorry, about it. The reason why I feel like that doesn't work anymore is because women aren't sitting around like they used to while y'all are out doing this. All right, we get a house and a car out the deal. Mm-hmm. She out there fucking that bitch. More than likely, she gonna box eight by somebody. Somebody's tearing that ass up outside of you. And that's where the conflict comes in because men can't deal with that. If if I feel like if men who are who have this mind frame are more so open to open relationships then maybe no, they no. can move in that manner. No, you know what I mean? Not, you're my main bitch. I take care of this yeah. household, but you yeah, do you, not, me, we meet. Yeah, we ain't equals at that point. We, we, <laughs> no, we're not. We're not. You, you know what I'm saying? You my property. And then if, that, if at any See, point... See, and that's what... That's real, why this, it don't this work. This is what people think. Like, you my property at that point. And if you outside giving my property to another lender, then this has to get foreclosed on. There's no way <laughs> I'm going to be allowing it. I love 
the analogy. I'm, I'm y'all. not about to do it. Getting full clothes on. It's not even everything. It's not that. You only you taking everything that you came with yourself. <laughs> That's it. You know what Yo, I'm saying? Yo, this is some bullshit. It's the, listen. It's the truth. I'm not gonna lie to you. And we all listen. We all can sit here and try to be like, as men, right? All for any, all the men in the room. We can all sit here and try to be like, you know what? I'm evolved to the point where I know, like, you know, I I fucked up. Yo, I did wrong. I probably gotta, you know, I, that was that was coming to me. But that's gonna haunt you at night. You know what I'm saying? And you all you thinking about is everything that you done done for or whatever. That's why I asked y'all the question. Have you ever been presented with the opportunity where you had to, you possibly might have to compromise your morals? Like, for example, like, <coughs> not even like in a um, relationship sense, but in like in a professional sense where you'd be like, oh, this, I got this, I'm, I got this. And it's going to be this amount of listenership, this amount of viewership, this, that, and the third, but he not paying me shit. They not paying me shit. I got to come out. I got to do this, that, and the third. I got to wear a dumbass clown suit or whatever, you, whatever yeah, the, the situation what might be. Have we ever been in a position where you really had to compromise your morals? Because I can say, like, nah, I ain't fucking with that all I want. Mm-hmm. But I don't have 500,000 sitting in front of my face. Right. But right. when you got 500,000 sitting on your face, whatever metaphorically that turns into for anybody's personal situation, mm-hmm. which, what would you really say? Is there a really consideration or it's just like no off the bat because of my morals? I think that, like, uh, well, I'm going to let you go right now. But, um, I would say for me, I think it honestly depends on what it really is. Um... There are just certain things I wouldn't do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I just know for a fact I'm not that bitch. I'm not that shorty. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And no amount of money will ever make me become that. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Otherwise, I'd have been doing that shit already. Mm-hmm. I feel you. Not an ugly bro. 100%. You know what I'm saying? I could have been making money the easy way mm-hmm. if I wanted to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I I'm saying? So, I definitely feel like if it's something that's really testing me, the answer's gonna be no. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be mad as shit about that. Mm-hmm. But I know another opportunity is gonna come around. Because if if something like that can come around, there's somebody else watching around. too. Yeah. You I know feel, what I'm I saying? Feel, I feel like that, that, that's exactly what's gonna be my answer. That's why I let you go first because I wanted to see how you <laughs> answer that. But in a scenario, uh, the GQ had hired me to be a BTS um, cinematographer. Just document. They just paid me a good amount just to film. I ain't had to edit or nothing, and it was like over nine hundred dollars. That same amount. I'm the only black dude there. Mm-hmm. My man had you. You know, he went there. He white. You know, what I mean, he was photographer. He goes there, and I'm underneath the tent, raining and everything. Right? I'm like, yo, what they what they got me? The black dude just watching the equipment. You know what I mean? Right, right. And they said, now you just gotta stay put because we're gonna we're setting up. So they set it up as a famous photographer shooting shooting a. He was rushing, shooting a, a girl. That she was a phenom, sixteen-year-old soccer person that got flown into into the outskirts of Maryland. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just filming or whatever, right? But check this out. When I'm, I say, hey, you know, I had some camera equipment that's supposed to be shipped here, rented. Like, where, where is it? They was like, oh, it's in that bag. I looked inside the bag, and it's the same amount that I was supposed to get that day. Now, keep in mind, I was outside in the rain. For you almost, told me about this too, bro. I could have easily took that money. Mm-hmm. But you know what I did? You know, I said, they got me on the go-kart. They said, okay, we're ready to get you in. Did the whole thing. And then I told the guy he had a red beard. And, <laughs> and his, I forgot his name, but he was he was German. And I said, hey, man, um, I, I, at the end of the shoot, I reached in the bag, pulled out the water cash. And I was like, hey, man, this was this was inside the bag. He's like, all right. He went to the, the Russian photographer, and they was talking about soccer practice, the whole entire thing he was going to get for his son. He was like, yeah, you can do this for soccer. So I heard something like that. But when he said rad, I knew that it, it was in there. My friend Angie was like, yo, you should have took that money. Because GQ, they waited almost six months to pay us. Because they had to put us in the system. But I'm still, I say, okay, I'm two dudes from Baltimore. I'm the only black dude. Right, I want somebody else right. to get the opportunity. Because if it is, if it was a setup or not, I, I, it's which it seemed like it was a setup. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I didn't. Huh? This ain't show call where the cops will put the... Uh, the cup. Yo, I yeah. swear it seemed like it was something like that. Because yeah. one of the yards, it was like almost to the same amount that I was supposed to get for that day. Right, right. I said, nah, right. I ain't going to do it. <laughs> so I, I ain't even going to do it. And, and I could that, That's a real tempting shit. You know what I mean? Because I didn't even pay my shit. rent. <laughs> my, right. that, was, that was like, I was like, yo. I had to wait six months. And the rain. And the rain. Fuck that shit. I need the tent. I'm like, this, I need the tent like this. I'm like, yo, what's going on? So, yeah. I don't know. Um... 
I feel like as far as the financial stability versus morals and values, in my mind, I think of the man who will pay to get it done and the man who will get his hands dirty mm. doing it himself. <clears throat> I say if I had to choose, I would pick the one that got his hands dirty. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I want I want the person who understands what it takes mm-hmm. and isn't just like you know a lot of it's like that nonchalant attitude you know what I'm saying and shit women like a, a man that's good with his hands yeah. you know what I'm saying so at the end of the day it'll look nice every time you pull out some money and you yeah. you know dropping it that's cute for a while but you know once that respect isn't there which I feel like a lot of men who are like that lack that respect mm-hmm. for their women you know what I'm saying? Like you said, you feel like because if you're paying all the bills and you're doing this, you're doing that, you should be able to go out. Well, that's and, how know, I felt. Get, get some that, pussy out yeah, of that, That's how I felt back You know then. what I'm yeah, saying? I'm so it's like now. that lack of once, <clears throat> once after a while, that lack of respect starts to really weigh on women. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's when it becomes all right. All this shit ain't is everything ain't, that glitters is a gold. You, you think so though? Facts. I don't know. I it just I see so many women in that situation. Right, and it's just like over time, I might mess up, and then I come back and I do something extravagant for you. You know what I'm saying? Like you got it. That's like I. Like, it's just like going from. You know what I'm saying? Like that's like going from getting a bag every birthday to just, just getting saying, roses. Look, look at. It's you just can like look damn. This ain't what room. I used to get. <laughs> you feel me? Day. Look on the shave room. Like these we, bitches is miserable as shit. <laughs> They look real cute in their, you know, Fendi prints and, you know, all yeah. that shit like that. But these bitches are sad, yo. They really, they really heartbroken. You mean me. like just from the look of it all? Man, I'm trying to tell you, yo, these women are not happy. Mm. That's why every other minute they airing a nigga out, taking them back. Airing them out, taking them back. These women not happy. It's just that once you put a woman in a certain lifestyle, mm-hmm. it's hard for her to get out of that. You know what I'm saying? So she going, a lot of them will end up staying in that situation because what uh, Jay-Z say? How you go from filet mignon to what? Something. But he definitely said a line like that. Like, you can't do shit with, with B. No, after she did. fuck with Hov. That's a fact. You can't. It's man, she go and Hov can get away with murder at this point. That's because exactly. who the fuck going Hov be down the way Hov did? I just said that though. But what I'm saying is that if it got to the point uh, of Hov yeah. constantly getting away with murder, whether B decides to stick with it or not, mm-hmm. she's sitting in the house miserable. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say you need both of them. You need financial stability and you need your morals and values because that is how you keep the shit full circle. Otherwise, it's going to tip. Because you can't... I ain't, I ain't going to hold you. I done had some very nice men with morals and values, but they was broke as a joke and a bitch got tired of coming out her own pocket. You feel me? So if you only one side of either one, I feel like you're not... You can't fully make your partner happy. But if you bring... You got a little bit of both... You ain't got to be the richest man in the world, but shit, you can take your bitch on a couple dates, you know, throw money to the bills here, we can split it or whatever the case, and then you still opening doors for her. You still buying her flowers. You still pulling a chair out. You, you still doing. April. You wear that. April. <laughs> you wear that. You know what I'm saying? Lot, she just, can deal with yeah. the with the uh, the mishaps or the in between. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I, I seen a situation in Vegas that was like that. The guy was waiting in a line. He was talking to the girl, making short story shorter. He went over. He was talking to her all night. And then he got a drink. He went over to get a drink. It was a guy on the table who waved a bottle in the girl face, tell her to come up to the section. She wouldn't come. Then he went back and got her another drink. By the second time, she had noticed it was some girls in the section. He was like, come in the section. She left, yo, came into the, went into the section. He come back with the drink. The girl ain't nowhere to be found. I'm watching it all play out. He could not do nothing with that man, with that bottle in that section who looked like he had the money. He could not do nothing with her. I mean, he couldn't do nothing with her. Well, that's because you see what she'll I'm be like her own morals and values. You feel me? Like, I mean, I'm well, not going to be out nowhere with my nigga. And well, maybe the only person values, that can get me to leave my nigga standing right there is Chris Brown, and he knows this. But that's I know. I, but hold on. Hold on. Because I know if Rihanna come up, 
he gonna leave my ass standing there. You feel me? Like, so we got our halves. You feel me? But other than that, ain't nobody gonna make me up and go. Man, I had niggas buy me shots at the bar. Guess what I ordered? What he liked to drink. That's a fact. But you know what you just said? What he liked to drink. What I said earlier, it's all about that communication and just that that honesty, Mm -hmm. man. It's you just having that. Because other than that, it's like, you're in fairy tale land if you don't know your partner. It's all about knowing your partner. What if that is her morals and values? What if she do just value? I value money. That's it. I don't. I don't have no loyalty to no man. I don't have no loyalty to no whatever. I, I value money. What if that is her morals and values? Then Shorty got a lot of. She got a lot of life to live. Okay. And I feel like yo. Because we know. I man, know. We know them types. Celebrities too. with hella money have killed themselves. Yeah, man. Money yeah, is the not world. everything. Yeah, right. You need more than that. I agree. You feel me? Like so. That's why I'm like, if that's all she valued. Yeah, she got she, a little bit more life to live. I don't. I don't disagree with you she at all. She got a little bit more learning to do. Yeah, but I. I for sure, <laughs> I just see it. I know it. Like, it happens. Like, you know, what I'm saying we say, "Oh man, that's crazy." You like morals and values. It's just the same thing. Like, I remember seeing, uh, matter of fact, with like niggas with money. It's a bunch of you know niggas walking around with money, and women's uh, women would necessarily classify these men as attractive men, but they just got money. And I saw a girl comment and say, I wonder how these men feel knowing that these women wouldn't even look twice at them if they ain't had his money. And niggas don't even be giving a fuck. Why would we? Because <laughs> all they know is this bitch, guess why, what? I got money now why, and you're looking now. So why fuck would what we? would happen if I did. Because I got about? Yeah, why That's we? why it's definitely hella ugly ass niggas out here with pretty ass women because they got that bread. Man, listen, especially in the town. You in the town, all you want is some uh, eyeball twelve chef style wings, and you want to go get a drink somewhere. If that's all, it, that's all it. Shh, I got that. I'm done with you. We're gonna move on. <laughs> Y'all said I got that. I do love you some eyeball wings, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, do like I ain't been eyeball. over the eyeball. We gotta do an eyeball thing, yo. We I got... thought they shut down. Hell no. Well, shit, I ain't been over on Charles and 25th in a minute, but last time I was around. Yeah, they still out there. Well, y'all know (laughs) y'all. All right, but let's move on to these quickies. Um, As always, we starting off with the birthdays. It is a lot of goddamn news. Oh, no, Scorpios. We in Scorpio season. It's a lot of y'all. That is crazy that y'all are Scorpios, because all day I've been thinking y'all was leaders. Damn. Okay, so happy belated to Nelly. He's 45. Willow Smith is 19. Nia Long turned 49. Tracy Ellis Ross turned 47. I thought she was older. No shade. Gabrielle Union turned 47. And Diddy turned 50. I thought Diddy was older also. I definitely thought he was a little older. Not like, you know, 55 or 60 or nothing. But I definitely thought Diddy was a little older than 50. Um, But either way, happy belated to all of them. Um, of course, we're going to start off with saying rest in peace to Pops. Um, John Witherspoon passed away last week at the age of 77. Um, I'm not usually big on celebrity deaths, man, I'll tell you. But this one definitely hit me in my soft spot. Um, prayers to his family and his friends and everybody he's worked with that'll miss him. Um, he was a funny-ass, funny-ass man. Mm. <laughs> so definitely big rest in peace to him um, Summer Walker says she's done with the industry already um, she pretty much said that after her over it tour she is done with all this shit um, Shorty is definitely over it I saw a post that said all of this came about because people wanted her to take a bath and I really hope that's not the reason why this is happening <laughs> um but she did say that, um, and this was something that I agree with, so that's why I wrote this quote down. Um, she said, take the same amount of time that you normally do to prepare to improve your physical, but apply it to your spirit and become p- comfortable with the real you. I definitely, definitely fuck with that quote. Um, she said on numerous times that she is like overly anxious in this shit. Like, it's just not her character, and I guess everybody just coming at her and shit like that. She's just already over it. Um, so she did say that she was going to continue to do music, but as far as interviews and concerts and all of that goes, she's she's good on it. Mm. 
So I don't know if you Summer Walker fans can help her come back outside. Her music is dope. But I'd be lying if I say I'm going to be like, oh my God, we're, we need Summer Walker music. Like, <laughs> just being honest. So, yeah. Maybe y'all can get her to come back outside if y'all want to. And on that though, that Summer Walker thing. Uh, but before we do that, Good. shout out to um, Quicksilver. Happy birthday to him! Oh, I know he's held me down I musically, and I know he's from East Baltimore. So shout out to Quicksilver. Happy birthday to him! East Baltimore, niggas. Yeah. Uh, I didn't say nothing. But um, nonetheless, uh, now the Summer Walker thing though is when people say that about her, the bad stuff, they clearly ain't never been on tour before. Because when you when you're on tour, everything is moving so fast paced. Sometimes you get into a city late, you show up to a venue late, and you gotta take a bird bath or something like that because you gotta get to the show. You know what I mean? It's not saying that she was dirty or something like that, but I guess that the criticism. But from that's that. what. But that's what I'm saying. Like yeah, you know, you that, can't give internet trolls no ammunition. I guess that just when you're a regular person and the transition happens so quick, mm-hmm. it's kind of like. And you, I think that's what it was. You know yeah. what I mean? Everything just be like weighing on you at one time. But I, I I do know that for a fact. People who say that about her not taking baths or whatever the case is, I'm sure I know that she, I know for a fact she ain't meant it like that. I know exactly how she meant it because it's, when you've been in that situation before and you like, oh, I'm, I'm fresh off the plane and yeah. that, my plane was delayed and now my ride to the uh, hotel was delayed. I only got time to take this type of wash like this and then you got to go. You know what I'm saying? So it's different. You know, when you outside on tour and doing it like that, but look at all this defending all this. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> she should have said more like, "This is my tour routine." She just put a a bin on on the social media and said, "My wash bin." Wow. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? So I don't disagree. I don't disagree. But do you think people who who's never been in that situation? Would even try to empathize or sympathize with that situation? She don't. They don't know. They just think hey, like, "Oh, you sure?" But not. tour life. That might have been a little mm-hmm. bit more in reference to why she was saying she was taking a quick wash up instead of looking like this is how I prefer to be. Yeah, I definitely. I'm about to say that's why you. I say you cannot give internet trolls any ammunition. I definitely. Agree you know, with that. they will take the littlest thing and sprint with it, mm-hmm. not even run. Okay, they're gonna drag that shit from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep. <laughs> it's gonna be joke after joke, meme after meme. It's already a gif. Like, and it'll just keep going. You feel me? Like, (laughs) and like you said, from someone who, like, kind of popped up, you know, out of nowhere, she's clearly Mm -hmm. been doing music for a minute, but to go from cleaning, you know, having your own cleaning service and taking pictures in your scrubs, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, to now traveling the world and having everybody in your business and everybody Mm -hmm. in your face, you know what I'm saying, and everybody criticizing you. That's why I try to, like, practice now. Mm-hmm. Like, to ignore, like, certain comments and really? to not let shit roll off my back. Like, if it's something that don't apply, legit let it fly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, because mm. if I can't deal with the, the couple of thousand people that's paying mm-hmm. attention on my Facebook right now, what the hell am I going to do when what the whole world for? knows who I am? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to practice that shit right now. You know, that's why I make it, if you ever, you know, notice my posts outside of the podcast, I make very controversial posts. No, for sure. Because I I (laughs) low-key want people not to really attack me, but to be opinionated. You know what I'm saying? So I can see how people hitting, so I can know how to take the bitches. You know what I'm saying? Fuck that shit. When I was pre-planning for trying to do this media run or whatever, I was thinking about places and I saw she had a podcast so I would just watch some of her live and then I would go whatever. It's be like 73 comments. Some of them good, some of them I'm like, man, I can't be dealing with this. This is too much. I would turn off the comments. I would turn off everything. That's why I hate And I read every one of them. For real? I read every one of them. That's dangerous. Man, my little feelings be hurt sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I got to eat that shit. Like yeah. I said, this is only for 70 so That's people in the I, comments. I was Wait at till a I've got shade room comments. I was you feel me? Mm-hmm. Like, um, that's something shit. that Karen, Karen Sybil has said at the conference that I was in Philly in August. They said that your comments can be a valuable asset. To you actually either starting your content mm-hmm. or just knowing what's good, like you said, the bobbing and weaving type mm-hmm. of thing. So you do, but don't let that one comment 
affect you in a right, way. Right, right. It's affecting mm-hmm. you. Yeah, that's yeah, why I, I say I'm practicing now. Yeah. And I do the same thing. I take mm-hmm. comments and will be like, oh, that's a show yeah. topic. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. boom. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody might make a post about their situation. Hey, <laughs> can I read this on the show but I keep you anonymous? Mm-hmm. Be like, sure. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah, you. Powerful. Like, I definitely yeah. use my social yeah. media as your resource, they get the yeah. That's, that's like the smartest thing because I can see what people talking about mm-hmm. and see what gets the people going. You know what I'm <laughs> it gets the people. All right, um, it's been twenty years since the block is high dropped. Mm. I wanted to put that out there because Bay loves Little Wayne. Classic. Um, Little Wayne also said recently in an interview that he thinks Jay Z should run for president. How y'all feel about that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. I think Jay Z would make a good president. I, mean, I, mean, I think we, got, we all could use. You got Trump in there, so if it's Trump <laughs> can get in there, anybody can get in there. Whole thing in there, huh? I mean, you know. I, I wonder know. how Jay Z would be as president and be as the first lady. He would kick a rhyme every once in a while instead of the speeches. That would be hilarious. I yeah. definitely think B would be on like her Michelle Obama shit. And say it would work out for mm-hmm. us as black people, I know that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, Nikki took a page out of Yeezy's book um, and brought her favorite gospel singer on Queen Radio. Mm. Um, I really just feel like Nikki just be doing shit. (laughs) Like, why you got this lady (laughs) praying for your listeners? I don't know. I feel like... (laughs) Y'all really ready to take this whole gospel shit out of hand, and I don't think I'm gonna mm. like it. Like, mm. I was cool with Ye, because Ye's production is wild, his choir is fire. Mm. But, like, if y'all really about to be trying to incorporate gospel into everything, I don't particularly think mm. that I'm here for it. Because it just... It just seems weird. Like, every once in a while, I'm cool with, like, a trap song coming through right after a gospel song went off, but not all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, pick a side. Mm. That's what I said. Yes, he just said that when we was on the call. We was on the call. I said the same thing you said. We listening to Jesus is King, and he was saying the same thing. <clears throat> Some people want one to sell that side, but I see that you are engaging in the same content that you're shooting down. Mm-hmm. You're engaged. Mm-hmm. No. I'd rather you be hot or cold, not Right, warm. right, just right. Go with All this Lee Wolf shit is blowing yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not here for it. <laughs> Another man. I like that. Okay, um... Tyler Perry Studios, of course, I've been reporting on them the past couple of weeks. They're really going off. He got some money coming through the dough. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bad Boys 3 and Coming to America 2 are being filmed there. Um, did y'all see the videos? Mm-hmm. You didn't yeah. see the videos? I saw I seen it just yesterday. Fire. The videos of all of them the out there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. that shit. Yeah. That, wow. man, I wish I could be out there. Like, that's I think just they're giving tours, yo. shit to be around. I, I think they're giving tours of the studio. I, I want to say to y'all. And they I'm only in Atlanta. Through. That ain't mm-hmm. a far drive. Uh, because no. they can go down there. Oh, I'm definitely going <laughs> down there. Yeah. I'm going to say, um, and it'll also hold um, host uh, the next Miss Universe pageant um, also. So Tyler Perry wow. continues, again, to go from a homeless man living and writing these plays in your car to having a whole town for your own production studio. Like, that shit is just confederate beyond me. (laughs) You know what I mean? That is beyond me. Congratulations, as always. Um, October 27th is now Dave Chappelle Day, according to the D.C. mayor, and I am here for that. Um, And I just found out, or I think this just came out today, but prayers for Angie Martinez. Um, she was in a really bad car accident and shattered her vertebrae. Mm-hmm. Um, so prayers to her. Hopefully um, she heals as fast as Kevin Hart did. Um, yeah. We don't have a black and bold for today because Ari broke her phone. And no one could find her until today apparently so I don't have a black and bold for this week but I'm going to research one and I think I'm going to just post about it um, because I definitely want to make this a continued thing 
Again, the Black and Bold segment is not for businesses or brands. It's mainly for people who are giving back to the community here in Baltimore. So if you know anybody who is like that, please um, inbox me, email me, talkswithslickpodcast at gmail.com, um, and just give me a little bit of information about them so we can shout them out on the show, spread the good news, of course, you know, all those good vibes and things like that. So, Mr. Jamal. Yeah, yeah. It's your turn. Word. You ready for your interview? I am. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so before we start with his interview, we're going to play his song. He just dropped the project, you said a couple weeks ago? Yes, yeah, uh, October 11th. October 11th, he just dropped the pro- uh, project. It is on all music streaming apps, um, and I'm actually here for his music. Like, you guys definitely need to take a listen to this. So he said the most streamed song right now is called Opening Statement. So we're going to play that really quick before we get into his interview. Is there anything you want to tell us about Opening Statement before we play it? Um, I don't know. From top to bottom, it was just a synopsis. of I just wanted to rap. You know what I'm saying? This whole project is I just wanted to rap. It's not conceptual or nothing like that. And it's just, uh, I don't know why it's the most streamed song, to be honest with you. But uh, as I guess it's what people enjoy. You know what I mean? It's different elements throughout. Uh, the song that's throughout the whole project. So, Alright, well, let's take a listen and see if you guys freak with it. Mother. Okay. What the hell? Yeah, I had to put that. No, no, no. <clears throat> yep, just, yep. Oh, see? I told you I don't know how to use this stuff. <laughs> 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 that's why he got to be here. This is the holy grotto. This for Samantha who threw them hands till they threw them hollows. This is for Archie who took a buck 15, turned to a 20 piece in two years, never could leave his 20s. This is for innocent niggas locked behind penitentiary walls. Who dare to stay and thinking about making plays on their yards. This for baby mothers who struggle, never get the support. Who was told to count their blessings but never take them to court. For niggas working a nine to five, it's slow money. They never hustle, so they take another bus to their second job. They play it close because they give them hope that they make it out. Basic is complacent, they can't stay, yo, they checking out. This isn't new, this the circle of living. Take a cane, give them a scar, and then you gone from existence. This for those who feel depression and cold as sex by their neighbors who hold them back. That's the angle when niggas angry and you get the ball to snap. And you get the ball to carry too. You get the call to get them involved and they unprepared. But you come through, and when they try to take the last play from you, remind them niggas that you ain't never fumble. This is for you. I wish it all away. We go. I wish it all away we go. Away we go. I wish it all away we go. I wish it all away we go. Away we go. You don't have to hide it. You can tell me. I'm sending this from me to you. You don't have to hide it. Like, your voice is fire. It's very, it's definitely something I can smoke to. <laughs> I appreciate I'm a, it. I can definitely see me ride down blowing to that song. Head just melts it. and like, yeah, that's a yeah. good, and your flow. Yeah, I appreciate it. How you switch it up and go back and forth, like, I fuck with that too. I appreciate that. Okay, so, tell us a little bit about yourself outside the music. Because I like for my listeners to get to know my guests also. Um... I'm cool, man. Guess what? I'm cool, man. Yeah, I really am. <laughs> For real, I just I I be chilling. I don't, I really, you know. You're from Baltimore. Yeah, I'm from Baltimore. So yeah, I'm from the northwest side of Baltimore City, Park Heights area. Okay, um, fifteen. Yep. And uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I've been doing music since what sixteen, something like that. I went independent around uh, about twenty five, twenty. Well, let me say twenty fourteen. Um, <laughs> 
And when you know you start talking ages, right? Stuff. So I just because I was coming like, yeah. how old are you? So around like uh, 2014, I went independent. Um, founded 4900 Music, uh, 4900 Entertainment Group. Uh, yeah, and I just I, I be chilling, man. I like to travel and uh, and tour. That's really it. That's okay. that's the things I like to do. So you consider <clears throat> yourself a rapper or artist? An artist. An artist. Mm-hmm. I was about to say because some of the music I heard, it was very artsy, for lack of better yeah. words. It's it's not just that hardcore rap or just on you know mm-hmm. just wanting to get a song with the beats and you just right. talking about shit. It's like really you go you really tell a story. Yeah, it, that type of stuff take practice. It took practice. That at, you know how it is in any in any neighborhood. You just want to be the best, whatever. You want to be the best basketball player. You want to be the best dresser. You want to be the best rapper. And that's what I was going for. You know what I'm saying? Just being the best rapper. I wanted to out-rap all my family members, all my friends. Mm-hmm. You know, still a, a big... Uh, and I still have those elements with me as far as... Um, uh, uh, as far as competition. But, you know, in order for me to sustain a lifestyle off of music, I knew I had to get, uh, you know, write better hooks. I had to uh, incorporate live instrumentation. You know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So... Mm-hmm. All in, you want to be a full encompassing artist, and so that's 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 why I had to just grow out of wanting to be one of the best rappers, and kind of just wanted to go for wanting to be the most honest artist. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I respect that a lot. So you said you started rapping at 16. Yeah, it's something. I've been rapping my whole life, but taking it serious around like 16. So what inspired you to start taking it serious, making that, um, making this a real move? My family members, really, because we were, you know, we got a real space in between how old we are. So okay. we were never doing the same things at the same time, you know. They getting girls, don't worry about power rings. It was that and the third, okay. whatever, whatever, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So, but rap is one thing that we all could do together. Okay. <clears throat> so when they started rap and I knew I could rap, it was like, I'll get in there and I'll rap, whatever the case is. So we always shared that. And so, Y'all be um, having freestyle ba- family battles? Well, we used to. <laughs> we used to. That's lit. Yeah, I mean, we, don't, we don't do it no more. They feel I would like, enjoy to sit around a family and just listen yeah. to everybody just keep jumping in. That shit would be fine. Yeah, it would be crazy. <laughs> It used to be, but we don't, we don't do it no more. But yeah, we used to do that, and we, you know, you always want to outdo your older cousin, your older brother, mm-hmm. or whoever. And then, um, yeah, they influenced me, and then you know, you start getting around other people. I start getting outside doing shows. I I saw um, something I've never seen before. I've seen like I was supposed to open up for um, Kendrick Lamar when he came down here in 2012 at Ramsey Live, and. Um, when he came down, I, I didn't get the I didn't get the show. Another guy got the show. I got bumped off the ticket, but I got to meet him. But I never saw a response like that happen for an artist. And this was on the cusp of Good Kid, Mad City, mm-hmm. and just seeing like the response that people was having to his music. And something happened at the show, and I seen how he didn't react to it. Right. He kept on going. So those type of things, those are the things that over time that just inspired me to keep on going and keep on going and keep pushing and trying to get in some of the same venues that some of these big name artists are. You know what I mean? So. Those things keep on inspiring me over time. So where have, where have you performed? I'll say, like what what different cities have you performed in so far? What artists have you opened up for? Man, um, man, I've I performed over in, I've been to Wales, I've been to London, I've been to, L.A. I've been to Vegas, Miami. I'm start in the cities outside the country first. Yeah, yeah then. Uh, Cancun. Whatever. It's a bunch of places. Just being grateful to be able to travel all yeah. around the world. You know what I'm saying? I'll say that. Um, open up for artists like Meek Mill, J. Cole, Rick Ross, Wale, Marsha Ambrosius, Raheem Devon. Uh, you know, a host of other people, I guess. That's you know? dope. Because these people bring out a whole lot of daggone people. For sure. So have you noticed, like, from opening up with these people, your fan base growing, more people being interested in looking up who you are and things like that? Um, the people who are into it. Mm-hmm. Like, the people who are into independent music and stuff like that, for yeah, sure. Trying yeah. to, like, those, the trendsetters who want to be first. Mm-hmm. Those guys, for sure. But I noticed, like, being on a ticket with big, bigger-name artists, a lot of times, just, you're just a placeholder. You know, they sit there yeah. and they're just like, if I hear something cool, I'll acknowledge it and be like, oh, that didn't sound right, bad. Right, but right. I'm really just here to see Wait who I paid for. Yeah. You know, and so I stopped doing shows like that back in 2014. Last okay. people I opened up for were um, 7th Street and French Montana. Okay. And um, 
I stopped after that. I just stopped performing for uh, big name, high profile artists, opening up for them because it was like that platform wasn't for me, mm-hmm. and so I just wanted to go out and just basically I said go the independent route. You know, make my own shows, build my own tour, build my own band. Yeah, you know, start getting paid what I supposed to be getting paid, stuff like that. I know that's right. <clears throat> All right, so let's throw it back some. You remember the name of your first song? Yo, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Ain't nobody never asked me that. I've been to plenty of interviews. <laughs> that shit crazy. Because you got some. Because I can only imagine like the elevation from your first song to where you are now. Because so do you remember? <laughs> so back when I was eight, <laughs> crazy because. Oh, neighborhood. Look. So back when I was eight. My pops had bought us this karaoke machine. Oh, shit. And, uh, <laughs> damn, it was I eight? Yeah, I was eight. Um, and me and my little brother weren't doing nothing, but the first song I ever wrote was called Rat a Tat Tat. No, listen, listen, bro. <laughs> Real rat, that's what it's called. Rat a Tat Tat, when I come around the corner. I don't remember. Oh, so you still remember the words? No idea. For real, that shit just made me nervous. You feel me? That shit was so trash. But that was the first time, like, just having that karaoke machine and having my little composition notebook and putting at the top line "Rat a tat tat." And then you know what I'm saying? I just got into it with writing and all that kind of stuff. And you know, it was trash, but. Yeah, since then, that, mine, you know, though. right, it was mine. And it was like, yo, I knew I could write. I was like, this is what I want to do. The feeling that you just get from writing. So since then, I've always been able to write, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, you know, not having, you know, just growing up in the, in the city, you know, the way you deal with feelings and stuff like that is, is not looked upon, it's not uh, smiled upon if you go outside and just tell somebody that you hurt yeah. or you feel in some kind of way. So being able to have that escape. At, at an early age, yeah, you know, helped me throughout my life. So yeah, back in when I was eight, called oh, Ratatat. That was crazy. I ain't never attacked that before. That is hilarious. So, uh, as far as you writing your music, mm-hmm. do you write all of your music, or is a part of this team you building soon? Nope. You know, people that's I, writing for you. I write everything. Well, all the verses and stuff. When you're in a when you're in a session or when you're in whatever uh, some type of form when you, when you creating. Your hooks and stuff like that can kind of come from anywhere. Okay. And um, I've never been... I, I, I used to be embarrassed that I didn't write the entire thing for some things. Like my last album, uh, Tune With Me Concern 2, um, I wrote everything except for one verse and one hook. Okay. On that. And um, ever since then, I've been to... You know, I've been to places and I've heard Nas speak. And I found out that Jungle, his brother, wrote the first four bars of One Mic. Mm-hmm. And that's like one of my favorite non songs. And since then, Me I just too. was thinking like, you know, I shouldn't even be embarrassed about having like taking a hook from somebody or whatever. But mm-hmm. I'm still, like I said, I'm still competitive. So for me to call myself the best rapper, like I feel I'm the best rapper. I don't care who you put in front of me. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm the best rapper. And to to say that, you got to be able to write all your verses and write all your bars. I definitely respect like that. that. I definitely respect that. Okay, so if you could collab with anybody, who would it be? Dead or alive? Dead or alive. You know, I, I I get that question, but I, I really I really don't know. I always say I'm looking forward to collaborating with the person that I'm going to be. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Whoever I am, two and a half, five Excuse years from now. Me fancy. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's <laughs> who I'm looking to collaborate with. Only because it's just like we consistently grow. We consist like imagine if you could take a peek into the future mm-hmm. and see yourself yeah. two and a, two and a half years or five years from now when you're still doing what you're doing or whatever, but mm-hmm. you're doing it at a at a crazier level, yeah, and you'd be yeah. like, "I can't wait to get to that person." You know what I'm saying? Because right, I right. know this. I'm going to go. I'm going to go crazy. Yeah, yeah. And so that's that's yeah. the person that I'm. I, I would. I would do it. So he ain't say dead or alive. No, I didn't. Yeah, okay. I definitely did. I did definitely <laughs> around the question. The present, we going forward. No, I, I like the way you think. <laughs> All right. So if you got signed today, and they dropped a big ass check in your lap. Mm-hmm. What label would you want it to be, and what would be the first thing you bought? A label, I don't know. Be honest with you, I don't know. I'd say a la- any label that's oh, you know what? Any label that's willing to 
give me a 50-50 deal, and I own all my masters. Mm, okay. Any label that's willing to do that, and I get a, I, I want to, <laughs> I would have to structure my deal. <laughs> I would want to, uh, I would want a three-project 50-50 deal where I own all my masters. All the other stuff you can, whatever you can, we can, we can, we can work a deal out on the publishing. We can work a deal out on whatever. You know what I'm saying? But that's that would be the type of deal. And I don't care who come with that type of deal. Mm, you, as long as you come that, with it. <laughs> and if I and if I, you know, got the first thing I would do with a check for me is uh, I would pay all my bills off. You know what I'm saying? Get my credit score right so I can go out and do something different. You know what I mean? You ain't like, gonna go buy a chain, yo. No. <laughs> Niggas nah. love buying change. No, no. No, not me. Niggas take that first check and go <laughs> buy them a chain, okay? Nah, and a I cup. Can't do it. That's what they did. Yeah, I just want to see where your head clean was Clean up my credit. <laughs> I just want to see where your head was at. Okay, so what's your favorite song that you've done so far? Um, that's a tough, that's tough. I would want to say, um, sc- I'll say Scatterbrain. The song called Scatterbrain, I did. I think she sent me that. Did she? I think she did. Uh, Scatterbrain, because when I was writing it, I had a whole vision of where I wanted to go with it. I wanted to talk about myself and like my growth process or whatever, but I ended up talking about people that I knew and that kind of shaped the direction of the album. And, um, I think I right after I finished writing it, my grandmother had passed. So every time I and and I got the track outs like right during that week, like in that interim before her uh, her funeral, and I had got the track outs. I had not, I didn't know what to do with it. Track outs is just different instrumentation inside of that beat. Okay. And so after I went to her funeral or whatnot, I came home and I heard um, the piano. And so basically, I took the piano out and I put it in, in the beginning of the song, and it's kind of like that portion or that piece or whatever is kind of like a, the ode to my my grandmother when I perform on stage. Okay. And then the song itself, I think in the last verse, it, it we go, it, I kind of debunk a lot of different things that we say on the regular, like oh, uh, people make time for the things that they want to make time for mm-hmm. it's impossible time is what it is we cannot make or create time the only thing we can do is take the time that we had mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. so that's what i say in a song like you know take time live in the moment because you can't make time right you know so it's like those different things that that i, I go through in the song is probably like some of my favorite things that i would i would want somebody to tell me okay and so that's probably one of, if i had to choose in this very moment that's Standard my favorite brain. song right now Right, y'all make sure y'all go listen to Scatterbrain. Mm-hmm. Okay, so hmm. I know some artists who don't believe in Plan B. There's actually an artist I know who like hashtags no Plan B, mm. like represent. Mm-hmm. But if music didn't work for you, do you have a backup plan? Um, be honest with you, it's it's kind of like. Anything entertainment. Well, yeah, forty nine hundred entertainment group is what my backup plan would be. Mm-hmm. You know, being so you able still to be in entertainment for sure. You know, I feel like um, <coughs> I'm able to have a good conversation with people. I, I feel like that about myself. Um, me and me and uh, Keys, we have good conversations all the time, and we talk about different things that uh, I feel like people should hear. So, like coming here, one of the reasons I wanted Keys to come is because we wanted to kind of check out your platform as well and see how you was doing it and how your setup was and so on and so mm-hmm. forth and how you take it because we I'm learn from everybody yeah, you know what I mean and so it's kind of like <laughs> being able to uh, you know capitalize off of, of, of our strengths as a conversationalist and being able to use our strength as a, a cinematographer or a director and as an artist we can kind of cultivate or create this real artsy type of platform yeah. for um you know, for other people like yourself, like right. how you allow me to come on your platform and talk to your audience. Mm-hmm. You know, we can kind of do that for ourselves. So if I if that didn't work out, if rap didn't work out, I would just go into other forms of mm-hmm. mediums of entertainment. Yeah, I definitely i I could definitely like now that I've talked to y'all for mm-hmm. an hour, yeah. I can definitely see y'all doing something where y'all are holding conversation together. Wow. You guys have great conversation. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. And Appreciate I like. Y'all standpoints. I like that you're the grounded one. 
He's the off the wall one. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, keep him in check. Yeah, okay. You just down. became okay. grounded. <laughs> Listen, yeah, it doesn't matter. You said a year ago. I came in on the good part. <laughs> right, 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 right. right. <laughs> yeah. All right, so is there anything coming up that your fans and the people should look out for? Yes, on Thanksgiving, I got a project coming out called Inebriated Dreams. Another project? <clears throat> I'm just dropping projects for you, and, motherfuckers. Uh, the, the <laughs> inebriated dreams was the one that was planned. So inebriated dreams is just about uh, conversations that I overheard while I was on tour. So it's like you know when you out on tour by yourself, you know when when you go anywhere by yourself, like to a restaurant, and you going in there and you want to sit down and eat. Where the first place you go? The bar. You go to the bar, right? Mm-hmm. And you sit by yourself. You overhear conversations that's happening from other people. Mm-hmm. So that's basically just what I did, and I kind of I took that and I kind of recorded some stuff while I was away and I took the subject matter that I was hearing a lot of times and I brought it to a, um, I collaborated with this producer named uh, Atu who was uh, in a group with um, Brent Fiaz called Sonda and uh, he allowed me to utilize some of his production on this and we're going to drop that in Thanksgiving Alright so is there anything else that you want to tell us um, before we wrap this up any positive messages or encouraging words to, you know, anybody younger than you that may be looking up to you or just anybody <clears throat> chasing a dream period. I always say this anywhere I go. And um I heard this a long time ago and it was uh wise is the person who fortifies their life with the right friendships. You know what I'm saying? And um just just from 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 the time I picked him up until the time I walked in the door. You know what I'm saying? The way that you introduced everybody that was in the room and how they've helped you out from before the, the you hit record mm-hmm. to after and how they continuously help you build your brand and mm-hmm. things like that. It was it showed that, you know what I'm saying, uh, the person who has great friendships or the person who uh, be able to keep good people around them, you know, you'll see how your life continue to flourish. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's all that means. Wise is the person who fortifies their life with the right frindship. So. I know that's right. You're a wise man, even in all your See, even though I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm even in all your financial stable. <laughs> yeah, that was that was. <laughs> <laughs> he got people agreeing for you and everything. You know, he wanted me just now. I just said that's how I used to be. That's all. I said we must not forget where he came from. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so before we get out of here, tell the people where they can find you at on social media, where they can find you. Your music and all that good stuff. Yeah, I'm at the Jamal G on everything. That's T H E E J A M as in Mary A L G on everything, all social media platforms. Um, you can find all my music from start to finish on um, all digital streaming platforms. Uh, go ahead, stream the Husky Files. Go stream to whom it may concern. Jamal G. Type it in your search bar. And uh, I just want to say I appreciate appreciate you for having us on and, and letting yeah, us come through you. and share your platform. Thank you for coming. Can I call you Keys? Yeah, you can call me Keys. Keys, tell the people uh, where they can find you. Let me put you on the camera. <laughs> you can find me on social media platforms at Ikeo Evans. That's A-K-I-O-E-V-A-N-S. Um, you can also find me on YouTube. That's the same, Ikeo Evans. Um, and if you find any of the sneakers designs that you do like, uh, I will customize. But right now, I'm locked in with these two months or three months of the year. So, you know, right now, I'm doing a sneaker raffle. So, if anybody want to participate in that, um, be full, feel free to look in any the size comments. or specific size. Uh, any size, it's the raffle. Oh, okay. You, you know. And also, I'm gonna be in Boston wanna, next week. Size, not Got a cheap. speaking engagement, speaking about um, you know how I'm juggling my nine to five, how I'm teaching, how I'm doing video editing, how I'm doing all these things, speaking amongst students and investors out there in Boston, and they just you know it's just a great opportunity. Yeah, word. Yeah. I forgot to say that too. I'll be in Richmond the top of the year. Yeah, I forgot yeah, my yeah, bad. Yeah, I, forgot yeah, I forgot to say it. Yeah, yeah word. I forgot. I'll be in Richmond in the top of the year. He'll be in Boston next week. I'll be in Richmond at the top of the year performing. Um, I quick quick look. If you looked at him right and you said he was mixed, he had to be mixed with anything. Would you think he'd be mixed with Japanese? That's crazy. Wow, that's my yeah. Because I like kung fu, right? You got the Japanese eyes. Tell him what your name mean, yo. <laughs> and you know I'm kind of half, you know myself. So, Chinks, we understand each other. Yeah, okay. Please don't cancel me, Asian. My name, my name is Japanese, and it's uh, it means glorious hero. It means bright boy. My mother name is glorious. So, oh, you know, that's um, beautiful. 
that she named me for. I, mean, I didn't get a chance to ask her that, you know what I mean? Because our name is intertwined with each other. Mm -hmm. And that's what draws from my Ikea Squares Hero Rhyme. She died of a heart attack on the wow. hang tags. On the shoes I put on the left side. Um, you know what I mean? So, yeah. But shut up, man. You always got to put up the little I mean, but it's true. Don't worry. My friends do the same thing to me. I was about to this say. This girl said she wanted some... Chinese the other day and my homeboy tagged me and was like, Stacy, she looking for you. I was like, oh, the nerve hey, is bad. I was minding my I business. I in my bags from my coworkers. You know, oh, you don't know to have when I throw yeah. these buns in. They always be telling <laughs> yeah, me to chunk me my shit. That's like, leave me alone. I was going to say, y'all <laughs> might be relatives. Mother, you, no? Okay. Y'all can follow Bay at Mo the Brain. Y'all already know. Um, get your hoodie. Get your crew next. Get your t-shirts. Get everything that say Mo the Brain, okay? money over dumb excuses yeah hop on that and for those of you who may just be tuning in for the first time because we love new listeners you can follow me on all social media at slicksy and please <clears throat> please i said put some respect on my goddamn c it's a c i e c i e <laughs> damn it not the letter not S-I-E, that's for Bay Home Girl. That was a shot. Okay, um, not any other way that y'all spell it, okay? It is a C-I-E. Fuck y'all me, okay? I will see y'all next Monday for episode 50. I'm so excited. Right here on Shan's couch, okay? Make sure y'all are tuned in. Until then. Live life, guys, okay? Peace out. Yeah, you definitely got that down. Right, That's, it. Episode That's, really. <laughs> That's it. Episode Diddy. That's it.